0: Hello. Welcome to the Field of Streams, where I, your host, Janine McRae, bring you the tiny thoughts that stream from my brain and present them to you as though they're a one-of-a-kind, personal, pocket-tea meerkat that sticks its head out of your pocket whenever you find yourself in peril and instantly disarms the situation with its cuteness. Mmm. Yip-yip! Yep. Now, I can't promise you much with these little MVPs, but I can promise you this. I won't keep you long. A promise like that deserves a follow, don't you think? Tap that follow button. Every time you do, a writer gives it another day. Let's talk inspiration. I remember this conversation pretty clearly. I was on the phone with my friend and I asked him innocently if he had watched the movie Pig yet. And yes, I am talking about the Truffle Pig revenge movie with Nick Cage. He had not. I then proceeded to tell him he absolutely had to because I needed to talk to someone about it and I thought he would like it. The next words he said to me kind of shook me a bit. He valued my taste. He told me right then and then questioned if I really wanted to test his value of my taste with this movie starring Nicolas Cage and a pig. I panicked. I mean, I was secretly chuffed that my friend had such a high opinion of my taste. But then I started to question myself. Did I really stand behind my assessment of Pig? Was it really so affecting? Should he really watch it? Hmm. It was a very stressful time. Afterwards, this whole conversation got me thinking about taste, about what it actually is and why we give a damn that someone thinks we've got good taste. And that's what this episode's about. I say to you, enjoy. As a bonus, (laughs) I've included an edited three-minute version of the voice note that I mention in this episode, the one I sent my friend. So stick around after the episode if you want to hear that. But now, without any further snuffling about in the earth for truffles, I invite you to sit back, relax, and allow me to read to you the episode, Pig. It tastes good. As someone who dresses as though they live out of a found suitcase, I can tell you that I was caught a little off guard when a friend told me that they trusted in my taste. Admittedly, they were talking about my taste in film, but let's not get caught up in the minutia of this most excellent compliment. My friend thinks I have good taste. This is the kind of revelation that throws those curtains of self-doubt wide open to let light flood in and warm the cockles and cockle-adjacent regions of one's heart. My friend thinks I have good taste! This is exclamation mark worthy. No gaudy chandeliers in my front foyer. No siree. Just good, reliable taste that folks in a no-time-to-waste universe can set their enjoyment clocks to. It's nice to hear that a friend trusts your taste. It's not so nice to hear in the same breath that the film you have just recommended is perhaps causing them to reassess that trust. Really? There was a tone to his voice after I said the name of the film, a one-eyebrow-raised tone. Are you sure you want to take this chance? I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of what he said after a short back-and-forth on the film and the career of the actor in it. The chance my friend was referring to was the prospect of detonating my branch on his taste trust tree, and having only just found out about the existence of this branch, I panicked. My confidence opened a window and promptly jumped out, leaving me alone on the phone with some dead and anxious air. Did I really enjoy the movie that much? Was this the cinematic hill I was prepared to die on? The premise of the film does sound ridiculous when said out loud, and the actor in this film has, let's be honest, made some stinkers over the years. Of course my friend was pushing back. Of course! I fired a reckless panic shot into the air, bringing up the name of a film we both love that this actor was also in. Whoa, hold on, he said. Are you saying this film is at that level? Full red alert now. Wait, wait, I said, spiralling. Let me just walk that back a little. Spineless. No, not spineless. I have a spine, made of wilted wet lettuce. Sidebar. What is good taste anyway, and why do we put so much stock in being considered to have it? Who sets the scale, and how did they get that job? What's at either end of that scale? Is everyone's scale the same? Does it really matter in the great grand scheme of things that you have good taste? I have no answers, sorry, wet-letter spine and empty head, but I think we can all agree that good taste is subjective. The caretaker of my taste garden wears different overalls and carries a very different rake than your caretaker. What you see as the height of sophistication could be total burn-it-to-the-ground garbage for me. While I have no answers, I will say that I think taste is felt, and that good, bad, or ugly, if you feel it, that's your taste, and you should probably just own it. Go ahead and buy more gold-plated gargoyles for your driveway. If that's what trips your trigger, you know you want to. This brings me back to the story. My friend knows my taste. I know his. In this, our scales are level. 48 hours, he said. If at the end of that 48 hours I stood by my recommendation, then he would watch the movie. If he hates it after that is the what's-at-stake element in my hero's journey. It's no biggie, really. My opinion of whether I can trust your taste will be ruined forever. Again, I'm paraphrasing, and the sentiment is playfully overdramatic, but this is high-stakes poker, people. I don't believe for a second that my reputation will be ruined forever, but the thought of having my first checkmark in the negative column and him having doubt in future dealings gave me pause. Did I really want to push all my chips in for this movie? To help me decide, I did what I always do when I need a big think. I went for a very long bike ride. Made a bullet list in my mind. Started getting very worked up about the film again. Had a conversation in the redwoods with the squirrels and the newts. This film, this film, this film. Realised I didn't need 48 hours. I do stand by it, I thought. He should absolutely watch this film. And guess what, buddy? This trust thing works both ways. If you don't like it, my trust in your taste will have a checkmark in the negative column too. When I got home, I sent him a a four-and-a-half-minute voice note about why I stood by my decision. basically pitched it to him. I laid it all out, all the philosophical reasons I could not stop thinking about the film, what I believe the job of film is, what art does, why I thought people hated this particular film, why he might hate it, and why it would be okay if he did. I closed with an example of why I am a person of contradictions, and while I love great and powerful films, I also cannot leave the house if the Sandra Bullock-Bill Pullman film While You Were Sleeping comes on the television. Make of that what you will. And then I texted it to him. I have not heard back yet, which either means he hasn't listened to it or he's so stunned he is incapable of response. Or maybe he's watching the film as we speak. Boy, I hope so. I can't wait to see if my branch remains intact in his taste-trust tree. Honestly, even if I lose a little bark on this one, I can take it. Taste is determined just as much by the things we hate as the things we love, and we can't live our lives only watching the good things. We must expose ourselves to the art that makes us uncomfortable too. It's how the taste sausage is made. To know what you like, you must discover what you don't like and set your planetary poles. To get taste, you must taste it all. Because ultimately, that's what taste is. Eating all the sausages. The difference of opinion. The positioning of alternate points on the compass and all the wild swings between. Hi, Chad, it's Janine, I say. My voice does not betray my nervousness. I believe what I am about to say. I trust myself. I am not afraid. Taste, my friends, does not exist in a world without debate. Hi, Chad. It's Janine, I say. And here's why I think you should watch the movie Pig. And there you have it, today's episode. And now, what you've been so excitedly waiting for, Here's your bonus three minutes of my voice note to my friend Chad. I've cut it down a little for length um, and I'm happy to discuss this movie with anyone, regardless of if you agree with me or not. Film is great. Hi, Chad. It's me. As I mentioned on our call, I made this little note about why I think you should watch the movie Pig. Three things I'm going to mention. One... This is not Con Air Nick Cage. And on the other side, this is also not Nick Cage from Raising Arizona. This is a completely new Nick Cage. This is like alternate universe Nick Cage, who's just stepped into our world very briefly just to be in this film and remind us that he could have won way more than one Oscar by now. So not Con Air Nick Cage, not face-off Nick Cage, completely new Nick Cage. Two- I think it's a love it or hate it film, and those people that hate it probably hate it because they come into it thinking it's going to be a John Wick revenge film with Nick Cage and a pig, and it is not that. I mean, the pig is ancillary. It's an ancillary pig, ancillary bacon. Obviously, it represents something in the film, um, and I could go into that, but I don't want to spoil the movie, so we'll move on to point number three now. I'm not trying to be too deep, but I guess I would make the case that if you believe the film can help us see ourselves or make sense of the world or get ourselves asking questions about how the world works or each other, um, then how can you possibly refuse to watch this film? Because it has some deep philosophical questions that you will find yourself at. Well, maybe you won't. Maybe you don't think very deeply. That's an insult. Um, this is a philosophical movie called Pig, about memory, about grief, and ultimately what it means to love something. At its heart, it is a revenge movie, but the revenge in it does not come the way you expect. It's like um, it's like a punch that lands without a fist ever being made. That's that's what I'd say The the, the actual scene where the revenge part of it happens, if you could call it revenge. Um, it doesn't look like I have a number four. I will admit I've only watched it once and maybe after I've made this note, I'll go watch it again. The fact that I'm still thinking about it on an intellectual level, I think that means something. And honestly, even if you come out of it hating the film, I think that that could very well be a better conversation anyway than if you love it. Okay, I'm rambling now. Let me just leave you with a caution and say, while I realise I'm putting my reputation on the line here, I also want to remind you of the contradictory nature of me with this one startling fact. If the Sandra Bullock, Bill Pullman movie, While You Were Sleeping, is on TV when I'm about to leave the house, I can't leave the fucking house. I have to watch that film. I've seen it so many times. I can't believe I just told you that. But anyway, so bye, Chad. This was Janine, and you should watch Pig Someday. These missives are designed to inspire creative folk to get out there and make something of their own. If you enjoyed what you heard today, follow the podcast so that you never miss an episode and sign up to read my writing at janinemcrae.substack.com. But for now, I'll leave you with this. Love what you love and I'll see you out there making stuff.